0: This is the John Oakley show podcast. Another minister has joined us on the line, the minister of finance, Rod Phillips, in reference to what I was discussing earlier, when it comes to insurance premiums and the insurers in this province, uh, there has been an amendment, I guess, posed for reg, uh, to, uh, change regs under the insurance act. Mr. Phillips, good to have you on the Oakley show. Hope you're keeping well.
1: I am good afternoon, John.
0: So, uh, the idea of, uh, amending a regulation under the insurance act, uh, is this... It uh,
1: doesn't sound very exciting, does it? But, uh, but, well... But, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me give you the background. When, uh-huh. when I met with the CEOs from the insurance companies a few weeks ago to make the point that with the pressure that families are facing they needed to uh, they needed to take action uh, obviously so it's obvious all around us that people aren't driving as much there are fewer accidents um, and uh, and auto insurance of course is a major expense for for a lot of households so so they uh, they had said they would be taking some steps but they also said that there was a rule in place uh, in uh, across canada in fact we're the first province to uh, to change it that doesn't allow people to get rebates uh, and so we eliminated that this week uh, because I wanted to, uh, to give them every opportunity to be fair with their customers, and, uh, and I'm going to be watching now to, to see that they are. But they, they asked for this change, and I think, uh, I think it's important that we made it, and, uh, and now uh, now they're able, I am expecting, to, to provide some, some, uh, some relief for, for Ontario drivers.
0: All right, so it's not a government mandate telling them that they've got to. This is just something that's been opened up so that they can avail themselves of this, uh, whatever, it's a vehicle to helping people catch a break. So it's on them, basically.
1: Well it is at this stage you know we, we regulate the uh, the auto insurance business through uh, through FISRA, it's a, an independent regulator but but they have also made it clear that you know obviously there's been a change in the situation of drivers uh, there's been a you know one of the most significant changes in our lifetimes in terms of, of the economy and, and people's lives in general and and the point I've made to to those CEOs and to other business people whether it's the banks or others is that you know listen the, the people who are their customers for the last five years are going to be their customers for the next five years in all likelihood and everybody's going to remember uh, how, how we all treated each other through this period and we all know that auto insurance is a major expense and, and I've certainly been hearing you know, from people in my riding in Ajax and, and across the province that their cars, in many cases, have been sitting now for a month, and, uh, and, and I think you know, people need that relief. Some insurers, I have to say, have, have, have taken some good steps, um, but, but this was a particular uh, block, and that block's removed, and, and now I, I expect to see some things change uh, for the better in, in days, not in weeks.
0: All right. Have you had any indication that anybody's actually implemented some uh, relief for customers?
1: It was just yesterday in terms of this change, but we did we did get a, a positive uh, reference from, from the uh, the IBC saying that you appreciated that's getting out of that way. We have seen we have some seen some insurers step up. Um, and provide some relief but i do i want to make sure john that it's simple for people you know it's not just because it's insurance but i'm always one that you know it gets complicated when you got to read the fine print i think you know we want uh you know a sincere effort to try to make sure that they're making it easy for people that's why just rebates would be easy if that's the route they take Um, i know in in the united states where that's an option we've seen a number of companies uh, be able to do that Um, but there are a number of ways they can support Uh, their customers and of course these are all all people that are under you know extreme duress now with with all the pressures that are happening as a result of of COVID-19 and and I I think it's in everybody's interest that those insurance companies uh, help out.
0: I guess it's up to the policy holder to uh, contact their agent with the company and uh, see what they can negotiate based on usage and so on various criteria.
1: There there is that and I think the brokers can be helpful Uh, but again I've, I've really and I made this this plea directly to them, and I've made it uh, made it clear that, you know, at times like this. Uh We're all trying to make it as simple as we can uh, in terms of helping out. One of the things the provincial government did was defer a bunch of uh, fees and taxes and costs for people. Um, We, uh, you know, for instance, reduced, uh, got rid of time of use pricing um, so that people's electricity bills dropped. They didn't have to do anything to get that reduction because we know people are under stress and they're busy. Um, So we've been trying to implement things, and the federal government to the best extent has been trying to implement things uh, that are you know, that, that help people without a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of work. So that's the leadership that we've been trying to demonstrate. Uh, I hope that the insurance companies will do the same.
0: All right. To a certain extent, what you're saying is these companies are also getting assistance from the government.
1: Well, I think we, we, they, we asked what they needed, and we've given it to them. And, uh, and again, this is, you know, Ontario is a very big market for, for auto insurance. It's a very big expense for families, and we'd like to see families particularly, you know, sensibly, if people aren't driving their cars and if there's fewer accidents, um, when the rates go up, they tell us that's why it happened. So, uh, so it seems obvious what should happen if, if there's fewer accidents and there's fewer people driving.
0: Again, the Minister of Finance, Rod Phillips. So uh, let me just back it up a little bit. When you were talking about going to uh, the banks and, uh, you know, discussing, I'm wondering if the rent, uh, because it's an issue that's festering for a lot of small businesses on the precipice. They're, you know, ready to cash in their chips, and uh, which is really tragic. How about the banks now? Uh, have you gone to them in terms of uh, relief on rents? If I've got it right, because I know this has become a federal issue to a certain extent as well, but uh, when it comes to... Uh, Landlords and tenants, I believe that's a provincial matter. Have you approached the banks on that front for rent relief?
1: So so there have been discussions, uh, some good discussions with the the federal government with regard, and in fact the Prime Minister yesterday announced uh, plans for a small business rent relief program. Uh, those are conversations that I've been having with Minister Morneau, who's the finance uh, minister in Ottawa, as you know, my counterpart, um, to see what can we do around relief. Now, The federal government and and through the banks, and, and I've been very happy to give the federal government credit where they've helped out people and helped out businesses. They've put forward a loan program, a $40,000 loan, 10000 of which is forgivable. Um, now they've moved it, again, with some, some encouragement from us, down to a minimum payroll of $20,000, uh, which Really does cover most small businesses and up to just over one million dollars, um, but but so we're, we are trying working with them with with local governments. We provided 1.8 billion dollars of, of support for municipalities so that they could waive property taxes, both residential and and commercial, um, up until uh, till June. So this is you know all I think you know everybody is working to try to help uh, not just you know not just our small businesses but other businesses. But but listen, I know I know what you're saying. There's a lot a lot of pressure on those businesses uh, they've done the right thing as people are doing the right thing by staying home and i just always take the chance to encourage your listeners i know you have many many of them out there today that, that we're doing the right thing we're seeing things move in the right direction you've probably heard that the premier has asked that the modeling the, the you no know, up-to-date modeling will be released on monday um you know but i think there's there's positive progress we just want to make sure that to keep going in that direction we need everybody's collaboration to do that and we know that it's making it tough for people including small businesses
0: yeah, the collaboration you mentioned, for a lot of people, they're hoping that you can exercise certain suasion with the banks. And uh, perhaps we're not talking about totally forgiving on mortgages or whatever, but uh, we know the deferrals are in there. Uh, any other cuts that might ease the pain for people who won't have cash flow if and when they do get back up and running? uh that's become a consideration. I, I'm hearing that anyway as feedback.
1: Yeah. No. Listen. It is. We we, we put out our, our first phase of our program three weeks ago. Seventeen billion dollars of, of direct support. Uh, but we've acknowledged as well that's a first step. Um. You know. And that's and that's because this is a, you know, this is this is the the challenge for our generation to get through this as best we can. You know. Also, John, we have to you know start to make sure that we ha- and people understand what it is that is going, things are going to look like in the future. Obviously, one of the things that the Premier has asked me to do is to head the team uh, that is looking at the recovery and how we bring the economy back online, and that's going to have to reflect, you know, the best health advice, the best science advice uh, we get, um, but also what changes we have to make in workplaces uh, so that people can, you know, be able to work safely. And And the good news is every day we're learning more, whether it's from a science and research perspective or from a health perspective or from a how to work Safely perspective about COVID nineteen, but uh, you and I know that until we have a vaccine, it's not going away. So, so you know, there's lots of work going on now to, to prepare to be able to, when it's safe, uh, reopen our businesses. In the meantime, we just really appreciate the collaboration, the cooperation of the 14 and a half million people in Ontario who are doing the right thing by staying home and helping us uh, helping us beat this uh, this terrible disease.
0: Minister, final question then, uh, because. Some of these people, if this is prolonged, as we're anticipating, uh, essential workers will obviously still be in a predicament or in harm's way. Now there's talk of topping up their salaries. Premier addressed as much, and at lunch, when somebody actually asked him if this would mean a bump up in the minimum wage, which is uh, going up incrementally, uh, let me ask you, first of all, the top up. uh, The feds have promised as much uh, help in that regard. How about the province? Uh, Is this just a temporary measure, and do we anticipate there would be a significant bump up in the minimum wage.
1: You know I think I think we're going to all be looking at the world uh, a little bit differently uh, on the other side of, of this uh, it's just such a significant event but in the what we're focused on you know right in front of us is making sure that you know as a result of the federal government' support programs making sure that uh, there is still an incentive for those frontline workers to, to go to work uh, and uh, you know we've and this is a complicated issue uh, nationally and it's one of the things that the federal government's working with the, the Quebec government Government that increased some of the wages initially, their minimum wage is lower than here in Ontario. Um, so, uh, so we're going to have to. We're working with them uh, right now about how to how to address those uh, those those highly valuable frontline workers. But you know, obviously, we we they're you know they're heroes. They're doing they're doing the right thing by being out there. And I should say back to this issue of how we adapt in terms of bringing the economy back up online. You know, for instance, at the LCBO, we are learning about ways that we can have a retail environment operate with COVID-19 and what's working, whether it's plexiglass uh, protections and the, and, the, and the physical distancing. So all of this is, is going to be helpful for our new normal, which is going to be operating with disease in our midst um, until there's a vaccine. Uh, and, uh, and that's, you know, what's, well, we all we all know that we want to get the economy back up and running and we want everybody to get back to work.
0: I appreciate it very much, your time. Uh, You stay healthy. Have a good weekend and beyond. Thank you, uh, Minister Phillips.
1: You too, John. Stay healthy. Thank you.
0: Rod Phillips, Minister of Finance. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.